Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and this is episode 53 of the Student Ministry Podcast, featuring a conversation that I had with my friend David Reed. Now, David has been in ministry for a number of years, and it was cool to just talk to him about the longevity he's had in ministry and being in ministry uh, just for the long haul, especially at the same location for a really long time, and just the benefits of all that. But we also got to talk about ministry during this COVID. 19 pandemic and with the quarantine on us and everything that we had to change and pivot uh, around ministry and it was just a really cool conversation so I'm I'm looking forward to you guys hearing about that today and, and hearing what we got to talk about but before we jump into all that I want to thank you guys for for tuning in and thank you so much for for sharing this with others. If you haven't yet, make sure you do share it with others in youth ministry, others in student ministry uh, that need to hear these awesome stories from other youth workers. And um, if you haven't left a, a positive review, I, I was just going to ask that you please do that. That just that helps us know what you like, but it also helps us kind of rise in the in the charts a little bit. Not because we want to be the best or anything, but the the higher that we get the more people that can hear these awesome stories and can find us. So please do that. But also, if you have not subscribed, at least do that. Find your your favorite podcast app, maybe the thing that you're listening to this podcast right now on, whether that's iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or whatever you're using to uh, to listen to this, please subscribe on that same platform. That way you just get every episode as it comes out. We also want to thank our sponsor for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast, and that's G-Shades Student Curriculum. G-Shades is not just a curriculum, but it's also a teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. A lot of us in youth ministry do some things unintentionally, like talk about the gospel only when we're giving an altar call, or sometimes we teach students to do as Jesus did, but we don't teach them to see as Jesus sees. And sometimes we give them a a fractured picture of the faith by teaching biblical principles and practices without actually tying them down to their gospel foundation. So in an effort to try something different, G-Shades is a curriculum designed to help you produce confident, gospel-focused students who are able to use their gospel lens to navigate the complexities of modern culture. Many of us are in youth ministry professionally, and when it comes to the gospel, we naturally model it to our students. But G-Shade's goal is to help youth pastors teach it to their students. Each series comes with message manuscripts, small group leader guides, parent guides, daily Instagram devotionals, games, graphic slides, and even bumper videos. You can download a free week of G-Shades student curriculum at gshades.org. And when you order, please use the promo code STUMINPOD to receive 5% off your order. That's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D to receive 5% off your order. And we thank G-Shades for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. And with all that being said, let's jump into this conversation I had with David Reed. Well, thanks so much for being with us, David. So glad you're here. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with you today. 
Well, we're going to start with uh, talking about your story, as I do with all of our guests, because um, I, I've known you for a little bit now, through uh, mostly through Downland Youth Ministry. Um, it's been cool to, to hang out um, almost on an annual basis for a while. Um, but, uh, but maybe there's some people out there that don't yet know David Reed. So, uh, let's, let's jump into your story. Let's, let's hear a little bit about, you know, how, how you became a Christian, but also, um, your calling into ministry and how all that, that went down. Yeah, sure. Glad to do that. Well, um, you know, I got, um, like many people grew up in a Christian home and, uh, my dad is a pastor and has been for all my whole life and more. And, um, and my mom was the church organist. And so, you know, grew up in the church and, uh, people always joke and say that, uh, you know, they were there every time the church doors were open. And I said, I was there then. And when they were closed too, (laughs) (laughs) mom would be practicing and dad would be working on a sermon and we'd be running around in the church, you know, and hanging out. So, you know, obviously heard about, you know, Jesus, my entire life from, the time I was a baby through, you know, uh, even today. And so, um, you know, hearing about Jesus and and being brought up in that atmosphere, you know, as a child, about seven years old, started asking questions, you know, being inquisitive and all that. And I remember um, laying in bed one night waiting on my dad to come in and tell us goodnight. And I asked him, you know, hey, dad, what is, how do you become a Christian? And so, we, you know, went out into, it was on a Saturday night, I remember, and um, we went out into the living room and sat down, and And my dad is really good. Um, he, he does a great job explaining the gospel to all ages, and he had, you know, all kinds of little tracks and things to work with kids and to make sure it was simple, and I remember him, you know, going through that with me and talking to me about it, and it was all stuff I'd heard. Uh, but it just began to click uh, at that point. And, and um, you know, as a seven-year-old, uh, understood at that as much as I could understand what it meant to become a Christian. And, and so prayed and received Christ. And, and, and we, we talked a little longer. And I think he wanted to make sure, I, you know, I understood everything. And so, you know, a few months later, we made it public and got baptized and, you know, did the, the thing there. And, and, uh, and so, um, so really and truly, I, I, it was a journey from there. It really was, it was never, um, you know, I, you know, I guess I had an aha moment, but not a, you know, just this charismatic feeling, you know, or anything like that. It was, it was an aha moment for sure, but, but definitely a, a journey began at that point. And so, uh, growing up there in the church, I had strong youth ministry. Um, I, we, we called our, the church my dad served in that, uh, at the time called it its first youth pastor. And, um, so he was there and came in seventh grade and wow. had him from middle school and high school and, um, had great, great, um, ministry background there, all kinds of experiences. And, um, and so I grew my faith and, um, you know, began to be challenged and, and wanted to be at church. And I wasn't, I guess, a typical preacher's kid. You know, I wanted to be, a, <laughs> I wanted to be involved. I wanted to, to follow God in my life. And it, I certainly wasn't perfect. I had definitely had moments of, of, you know, where, where, you know, I, I, but it wasn't like a complete falling away. It was a, it was one of those things where I, I wanted to, to make Christ something, a part of who I was. And I wanted people to know that as well. And so, I was always involved uh, in that. And, you know, my, my dad um, was probably one of the biggest influences in my life uh, and still is to this day uh, in ministry. And I'll talk a little bit more about kind of my call here in just a minute because he played a major role in that. But uh, but I, re- I just remember growing up and, and I stayed um, the, the town that we lived in is um, 
has a university. And so when I graduated from high school, I just stayed here and went to, went to college, Stephen F. Austin and, um, began to, uh, get involved in ministry there. You know, we're, we're Baptist church. So I got involved in our Baptist ministry on campus and, and got involved in our church here. Our, our youth minister became college minister my freshman year. And so mm-hmm. I continued, uh, with him and, um, and he obviously played a major role in my life, began to give me some experiences in ministry and, uh, to just kind of give me little bits and pieces of things to be involved in because he did youth and college at that point. And so I would help him out with college and then I'd help him out with youth. And so began to have those experiences and, and college was a, was a definitely a growing time for me. It was a searching time for me. I, I really struggled with um, what was my role? What was I supposed to do? I guess looking for God's will for my life. You know, that's the the question I think all college students ask. You know, is what is God's will for my life? And so I began to to really struggle, and um, in that sense of looking for uh, my role and what I was supposed to do. And you know, growing up in the church, I was thought I, I do not want to be a pastor. I do not want to be in the church. You know, I want to be in the church, but I don't want to be a minister. And uh, but yet in the back of my mind, I just kind of had this this thing going on. And, and you know, I, I, I think I fought it for a long time, hmm. uh, fought it in school. I, you know, took some majors. You know, I was a music major for a while because I enjoy music and that was miserable. And I was a business major for a while because I thought I wanted to make money. And hmm. I squeezed four years of college into seven, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but I was really struggling. And um, I remember there was a semester that I made the Dean's list only it was the Dean's list that says, um, we need you to take a semester off because you're (laughs) (laughs) that Dean's list. (laughs) Yes. And so, uh, you know, I took a semester off and, and, uh, really, um, began to just say, why am I doing this? What's going on? What, what do you have for me? God. And, and I remember, um, there was a lady, a couple that, that, taught in our college department and we sat down over at their house one night, we had a big fellowship. And I remember her just saying, David, what, what do you enjoy in life? And I said, man, the two biggest things I enjoy are I enjoy playing sports as a, and, uh, and I said, uh, I love being at church. I love working at doing stuff. And I was, I was working part-time at our church too, as like a recreation assistant. So, um, and so she said, well, why are you not doing ministry? And, you know, that was kind of, I guess, an aha moment where I started thinking, okay, all right, God, you're calling me into this. And so I began to talk to people and talk to our, you know, our college minister and talk to my dad. And and I remember my dad saying, this was probably a very, uh, it was now I look back on it, a very wise thing to ask me, but it, but it, I, at the time I was like, why are you saying this? But he asked me, he just said, David, I want to try to talk you out of this. Mm. Uh, because there are many times that uh, I have wanted to quit, but didn't because of my calling. And so you need to make sure that God has called you into this. And so at the time I was a little, you know, surprised that he would yeah. say that. I know um, the wisdom there now was that I went back and, and really just prayed. And um, and it was a few months later, I started working for, I uh, got my first opportunity to work uh, for a camp, Centrifuge Camps, and did uh, a summer there it pushed me back a semester. I was going to graduate um, in six and a half years instead of seven. <laughs> and, and but I really just I got that opportunity to do it, and and um, you know, and so got to spend that and that whole summer. God just affirmed uh, my love for working with teenagers, doing ministry, and you know, you're thrown into the deep end of the pool yeah. there. And so got exposed to all kinds of situations with with working with kids and 
and just fell in love with it. And um, I remember my parents came over to see me one day at camp, and and um, as they were getting out of the car, um, a youth minister walked up to us and said, um, hey, David, um, and one of his girls who was in my Bible study uh, accepted Christ last night. She said it was because of something you said in Bible study. And um, I was like, wow, what did I say? And, and <laughs> But my parents, that's the first thing they heard was uh, – mm. And so my dad said, absolutely, you're called to this. And so just a reaffirmation. So when I came back, you know, just started in uh, busting it to try to get done with school. So because I knew seminary was on the horizon and I wanted to go to seminary and do all that. And and so um, so I finished, graduated, um, continued um, working for camp and really just got, I just really probably cut my teeth working for camps, hmm. working for centrifuge and just learned so much and and did a lot of different jobs for them, uh, with centrifuge. And, and so, um, so yeah, uh, that was an affirmation for me. Um, went to, se- went to seminary and, and all that was affirmed. I'm glad to be through with seminary. It was <laughs> yeah. a but I'm glad it's over, but you know, God affirmed me along the way and, and really continues to affirm me now, you know, this many years after, after all that happened, uh, God continues to affirm my call. Um, and, uh, you know, that I still, I still have a passion for teenagers and, mm-hmm. and passion for serving the Lord. So yeah, I guess that's my story. <laughs> cool. cool. That's awesome. I, a big part of, of my early calling in the ministry also has to do with camp. And I think that's, that's one of the greatest places. I, I feel like if, if there are young, uh, potential youth pastors out there that are considering going into ministry camp is a, a fantastic way to yeah cut your teeth and like because it's it's going to tell you if you're if you're cut out or not <laughs> because yeah. you're doing daily life with those students and if you're going to enjoy that if it's going to go well or is it not you're going to figure out how to work with those kids it's it's a great place to to learn i, I learned so much even just in a summer uh, that I would have probably taken me three to five years to learn, uh, you know, and just working in a, a local church. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it, yeah, I, it was most, most fun summers I've ever had. I'd go back and do them again today if I could lifelong mm-hmm. friends from it, people I served with and, but just, just the intensity of it. You, you sleep for a week when you're done, you know, mm-hmm. you're just intense and yeah. But gosh, man, God taught me so much through those times working for them. So, nice. yeah, I, I agree. I encourage it. If you're, a, you know, a youth minister, or an aspiring youth minister, get, go do a camp. It'll mm-hmm. it'll teach you, let you know really quickly. Yeah, for sure. So, so you've been at your current ministry for quite a while now, right? Like it's been, is it like, I can't do my math in my head. Is it 13 no, or 23 yeah. years? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's kind of an interesting story. I've been doing ministry for 26 years total. Okay. I'm in my 26th year. Well, fit, well, just in June, we'll finish my 26th year, start 27, which is, golly, that just feels <laughs> like I just started. It really has flown by. But I've been at my church 13 years. And okay. and that's a, that's a unique story there, too. I'm serving in my home church. Ah. Yeah, and uh, and that's and, that. And quickly, how do you pronounce yeah. the uh, the name of the town? Because I looked at it and like I have no idea. I'm just gonna let David take care of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the town is Nacogdoches, Nacogdoches, Texas. It's uh, the oldest town in Texas. It's oh. uh, old, yeah, really old, and uh, it's a college town. Stephen F. Austin State University is here, is where I went to school. Uh, go Lumberjacks. Um, but, uh, but we, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's in deep East Texas. It's, we call the pretty part of Texas. There's trees <laughs> and hills and it's not flat and barren. Like most people think Texas are, it's, yeah. 
it's actually really pretty. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that's a unique story. You know, when I came out of seminary, I just knew I would be in Texas all my life. I'm a lifelong Texan and, and just knew it. And, and, um, and God had other plans. And, um, you know, when I began to interview, I wouldn't get any calls from churches in Texas. Hmm. It was outside of Texas. And so I just knew God was saying something to me and, um, Ended up my first church. It was in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, uh, man, some just some really incredible uh, experiences. If you know much about the Baptist world, that's the belt buckle of the Bible Belt. Yeah, and uh, and, and that's where uh, the centrifuge headquarters are with Lifeway. And and so I continued. I, I began, um, you know, and I look back and see how God um, maybe not had all these aha moments, but I look back and see how God. Um, has used my experiences to to make uh, to sh- uh, shape me, mold me into the youth minister I have, and, and got to be around some incredible people and and um, and do some incredible things. Met my wife up there, you know, and then, mm-hmm. then moved her to the Promised Land of Texas. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, thirteen years ago, um, the the uh, the church I was serving in called me. Uh, my dad was the senior pastor, and they just, he, without talking to him, the search committee called him and said, you know, hey, would you consider coming home? And mm-hmm. um, and I went, I don't know, you know, just, you know, going home, you know, uh, little David Reed's coming home. That's what I yeah. kept thinking. And, and my wife and I just, just discussed it, and we said, let's send a resume and see what happens. And about three months later, we were making a move. And so, um, so it was great. You know, we got to – had to work with my dad my, uh, for nine of those 13 years, almost 10. He retired and uh, is enjoying retirement, still staying busy, doing preaching. But, but uh, you know, would not trade that experience of getting to serve uh, and do ministry with my dad. Um, golly, I wouldn't trade that for the world. It was, nice. it was the best. So it's really good. That's awesome. So, so yeah, 13 years. Wow. Wow. So we are recording this uh I normally don't even say this, but I think it's it's pertinent for our current situation right in the middle of this whole coronavirus stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this today on April 25th, so we're pretty much still right in the middle of, of everything going on. So, David, you've got a lot of years of, of experience in youth ministry, um, which I, I I love the longevity there, and, and especially not only longevity in ministry, but longevity to specific churches. And it seems like like... Some of that even came probably, I don't know if you've ever really considered it, but when I was hearing your story, it seems like you're a youth pastor, you know, starting with you and carrying on with you. That probably was some of the the examples that you had and seems like you're following in that. Um, But things are changing. Like all of a sudden, like after 26, 27 years of ministry, things are different now. So I'd love to talk about what your ministry looks like, but maybe we can kind of take it at two different angles. Like what's your uh, quote unquote normal ministry look like? And then what does it look like currently in this situation? So what's, what's things normally look like for, for you and youth ministry there? Yeah. Well, you know, I would think, you know, if you probably looked at my ministry, it would look like most everyone's ministry, you know, across the nation is, you know, we do a, a you know our, our large group, largest group time Wednesday night. You know, we do a, a, a kind of a worship time and a typical Wednesday night with with music and games and teaching and and um, and we split our our youth group is split into between middle school and high school. So Wednesday nights I do a middle school time from six to seven and a high school time from seven to eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so two hours of youth ministry for me, and that you know, the schools kind of dictated that for us as far as. You know, the, when they finish up with their programming, high schools and stuff with with, you know, practices and all that kind of stuff. 
So, so we do two and, um, and pretty much the same thing, but, uh, you know, uh, we have, um, you know, a youth band that we're does and, and then myself or I have a, an intern program and, and I, you know, work with them as far as teaching them to, to, uh, to, to teach as well. And so they, they, they get opportunities to teach, but mainly I'm the main teacher for that. And we do some discipleship groups on Sunday night. We call them D six groups, you know, for their, you know, they, they come into our youth group at seventh grade. So we have a, okay. a, a, um, a sixth grade ministry that's actually in part of our children's ministry, but it's a preteen ministry that's separated from really both. Mm. And so they come to me in seventh grade. And so, um, so six years with me. And so that's why we call it D six disciple programs. And uh, fortunately to have college students from Stephen F. Austin here, and they run those mm. for me. They, they are small group leaders and they do a, you know, a different, um, different kinds of Bible studies with them and things like that. So, so we do that. And then of course we're, you know, we're a Baptist church. We're a first Baptist church. And so <laughs> we have Sunday school on Sunday morning and, and, you know, traditional things like that. Um, you know, we even do youth choir and, uh, wow. which is, yeah, we have, uh, our, our worship guy is a really close friend of mine and he is amazing with our kids. Uh, they love him. He goes to camp with me. Um, when we go to, um, on mission trips and youth choir trips, you know, I go with him. And so it's a really neat partnership. The two of us have together and enjoy that. And our kids like it and fun. So, you know, big numbers, probably half of our youth group is in choir. So, wow. so yeah, which is just, no, not the typical thing, you know, right. I, when I came here, they were still doing it. I was like, really? And then I just saw that it worked. And a lot of it is based on, you know, the things that, that he does with them and has fun mm-hmm. with them. So, so we do those things, and I have a, a, t- a great group of volunteers. I have about 25 volunteers that help me out on Sunday mornings, and, and uh, you know, they do a lot. They, you know, I'm, I really, you know, am under the belief that it's ministry is a team. It's not me. And so as we train and, and you know, I tell my Sunday school teachers, hey, this is your youth group. You know, it's your responsibility to contact them and teach them and stay in touch with them. I'm going to be doing that, too. I'm right there with you. I'm going to be giving you the tools. I'm going to be contacting them and all that kind of stuff. And so um, and so that's, you know, something we do there on Sunday nights. Then we do, you know, camps, retreats and mission trips. And and um, I'm, I'm really big on missions. We do a lot of mission work. Um, we try to do things around our community and probably going to be forced to do that this year. We talk mm-hmm. more about later but uh, we try to do some things in our local area and try to do some things that across our state and then in high school we um, we take them they have the opportunity to go on two international trips when before they graduate okay and we try to do some kind of you know um, mission trip for them for that we were scheduled to go to Puerto Rico this summer but that all changed yeah and, uh, and everything so but uh, yeah so that's kind of what I guess I would say our ministry looks like very okay. relaxed oriented. I'm very relational. That's my, that's probably, if you were to ask me what my gifts were, that would be number one. Was, mm. I uh, love to, you know, as you can tell, I love to talk and <laughs> love to talk with people and I'm an extrovert. And so relationship oriented and, you know, that's how I train our, our people to be as well. So nice. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. kind of way it looked. Right. <laughs> it did look. Yeah. So, so yeah, what's the, what, have, what have things been like over the last few, few weeks and almost like it's been over a month now, I guess, since most of yeah. this has been in quarantine. So like, I, I'm sure things have, some things have changed. Maybe some things are basically the same, just kind of look a little different. So what's, what's ministry like, uh, during the, the pandemic? <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's way different. Um, it, <laughs> You know, we we went on spring break, 
and then came out of this at the end of our of, of the spring break we had here was when it, when the school started shutting down in Texas. And okay. so so even though we've been like six weeks in the pandemic, it, our kids have been out for seven because mm-hmm. they're on spring break. So they're getting really close to two months here. And so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been really different. It's, I think, um, there were a couple of revelations for me. One for sure is I wasn't as connected as I thought I wanted to be, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, you know, the core kids that come all the time, you know, but those that were on the fringe who maybe just showed up on Wednesday night, but maybe came every Wednesday, but weren't plugged into the life of our church. You know, I've had the hardest time trying to get up with those those mm. students who kind of be on the. And so I've, I've really worked hard on trying to connect. Um, and I guess that may be the extrovert and the relationship person in me. But, you know, I've been gosh, I'm in the process of writing every one of our kids. Uh, mm. uh, I've written hand. I mean, my hand has is hand cramps, you know, yeah. from writing. Just notes, tell them, hey, here's my contact information. You know, hey, we miss you, that kind of stuff. And mm. just been dropping letters in the mail every day, just trying to get in touch with everybody. And our, our volunteers have been doing the same thing and stuff like that. So I think that's been one of the biggest things is just, just trying to connect with everybody. As we, you know, we're doing, um, you know, our, our we call it, uh, our ministry is called The Porch. Uh, reason being is our set looks like an old timey front porch, nice. and so we call it the porch. And so we say everything is the porch, the porch this, the porch that. So now we say the porch is is online, and so that's what we kind of call Sunday night. You know, um, zooming on the porch kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, so we do our we do our Bible study on Sunday nights, and and how that's different is normally when on Sunday mornings, you know, I had a responsibility of eating donuts and talking to kids, and our Sunday yeah. school teacher did all the teaching well now i'm doing the teaching and the prepping and then um through the miracles of zoom can put them into breakout groups and let them do discussion and just kind of hang out okay. so that's a little different um you know it's it's kind of almost morphed a wednesday night into a sunday night mm-hmm. uh sunday school and all that so we still we still do that um i do i try to do a, a game night every night i mean not every night every once a week okay. every week we try to find a night where we all get on and do games and play and do some stuff like that. And then on Wednesday nights, I just kind of do it. I call it Insta Live, and it's just a twenty-minute, stupid, funny, um, you know, quick devotion at the very end, just to just to say connected. And and so um, there's no, you know, it's low production, you know. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, our, our media guy is so having to do so much stuff. Um, he doesn't have time to spend time. He's just a one man show. And so right. he didn't have time to do a whole big thing for me. But so we just kind of make it fun. Just trying to do connect. I, I, I've been on social media so much, just trying to stay connected. It's I'm, I'm my eyeballs are square, you know, from looking <laughs> maybe even, you know, like an iPhone kind of yeah. up in rectangular. So, but so, yeah, I would say, um, you know, just, it, I'm not hitting, you know, nearly, I'm, I'm probably hitting maybe half, uh, on a regular basis of, mm. of what we normally would hit. Um, and you know, when I talk, you know, it's great to have a 15 year old daughter cause she can kind of help me yeah. and she does, she's wonderful with that. She loves doing that. And so when she talks to kids and tries to get them on, they're just like, I'm tired of being on zoom, you know, I'm tired of doing this. And so they may show up, they may not, you know, and so we're just, you know, we're trying to give them little nuggets of, of mm-hmm. information. I drop stuff on social media. Um, you know, I send out a text with a Bible verse, you know, just trying to, 
you know, keep a little bit of Jesus in front of them all the time. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess that's how it's changed. I'm working three times as hard as I was <laughs> before. I took a day off. Uh, I took a day off Tuesday this week. At the first time I've taken a day off in a month. Oh, wow. And I just said, I'm not doing anything. I went and played golf. I went and just just said, I'm not doing a thing youth ministry-wise. And I just realized, man, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a different kind of tired. You know, you're, you're, you may not be working, you know, in the office at 8 a.m. because my office isn't at home. And, but I'm, I find myself at 10 o'clock at night, you know, cranking out stuff on my, on my computer stuff. Right. Too. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely different, um, you know, trying to but but still the same. You're just trying to connect mm-hmm. with kids and, and give them little bits of Jesus along the way. So, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely I think one of the, the big things that that stood out to me in our conversation today is that, like you, you even said it, your your ministry is built, really built around relationships. And it seems that's still the same. Um, it may look different. It's online relationships instead of in person, but it's still, you know, trying to make sure that you are connecting with your leaders and those students as much as you can to build those relationships during that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, I guess, is there anything that, anything that you've learned through this time that maybe even taking into account all the years in youth ministry, like what, is there anything that like you're picking up on? They're like, yeah, this is maybe even things that you can even put in practice in your ministry when we go back to, you know, quote unquote, normal life again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, I'm still figuring that question out. You know, what's yeah. going to look different. I know it's going to look different. It's, it's, you know, I don't. I don't think anyone knows what church is going to look like when this comes back. There's a lot right. of people speculate. Even on our staff, we think we're we're like, what is even Sunday morning is going to look like? You know, people are going to flop back. And I said, you know, what is camp going to look like if we even get to have camp this summer? I said one of two things are going to happen. Either either parents are going to say, no, I'm not. I don't feel safe, or they're going to be like, I'm so tired of my kid. Please take right. me for a month. You know. And yes. So, I actually I just had a parent tell me that the other day when I was asking them what their opinion of of camp this year, and they're like, right now I go back and forth. Like I could be still pretty protective, or I could say, you know, take him off my hands. I'm tired of him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to answer that question because. I, you know, I know there's some things I'm going to do. I'm being, I'm going to have more of a presence on social media. Mm. Um, uh, not that I wasn't doing anything, but um, I wasn't doing enough. And I've got a couple of students who helped me with that. I'm going to empower more students to do that ministry, um, to help me with that ministry. I don't want to put them completely in charge because mm-hmm. you never know what can happen. But at least, um, you know, they can kind of, I can, I've got a girl that, that helps me with it right now. And I just say, hey, I want to put this out there. And it just turned her loose, and she is so creative and able to put some things on there. My own daughter is another one, the same way. She helps me with social media, and I can say, "Hey, I want to put this, you know, out on our on Snapchat or what." I don't do Snapchat; I let her do that. But uh, you know, Instagram and everything. And so she she helps me with that. And I think I'm probably um, I was beginning to do a little bit of this before our ministry kind of went into this weird place. Uh, was beginning to empower students more to do ministry. Um, and I was, I was really taking some steps to really make that a focus. And I think um, I'm, that is probably going to be a, something that's going to be even greater for us when we come back is empowering students to, uh, to do more. I've got ideas, things I want to do. And, and um, you know, some I've stolen from other people that I've heard and things, but I think a lot of it is going to be, how do I empower our students from here on out to help be in a world where, it's weird for an adult to be, but a kid can 
can really connect and do some really cool things. Cool. Yeah. Cool. David, you shared a lot of wisdom already, um, but I'd love to give you an opportunity to to share with our listeners maybe some some other tips that you've you've learned along the way, things that you'd like to share with others. Um, you've got a, a lot of longevity in, in ministry, and and maybe some of those tips are going to come from from that. Just like how to how to stay in there for the long haul, um, yeah. and, and and just keep going even even in the middle of tough times, even in the middle of pandemics, even in the middle of you know th- things that you're not really sure you know, where God is calling you, whether it's to Nashville or back to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, I, I, I knew that question was coming. So I started thinking about, you know, what, what, if I wanted to pass something on and, and I've got three things that that's all right. You know, good, yeah, sure. good minister has points. No, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, uh, but I started thinking what would, what would be the three most important things for me? Um, and I think, Number one is networking with other youth pastors and having you know, relationships like, you know, knowing you, Steve, and knowing other people in the DYM world. And and that's been a huge, as for many people, has been a huge network for, for us in ministry and would not trade that for the world is to have some, some close friends and people to have ideas, knock off, you know, steal ideas from each other and share ideas and and then even even locally, our, we have a great. I'm networked well with our with our youth pastors here. When I came back to Nacogdoches, I really had a desire to to do things with other churches, and and we have a great network. We we do a we do a weekend retreat every year together. There's Thirteen churches in our area, and we come together and do a retreat together and do um you know last year Josh Griffin came and spoke at it for us. That's doing, cool. So, you know, it's just a, been a great network. And I think I think it's important, you know, for me to be in this for 13, well, being in this for 26 years, I, I, I have friends that I talk to on a weekly basis. And, and uh, you know, one of my best friends that, that we were serving in Nashville in different churches in the same time, we were both single when we went there. We met every Thursday and played golf and, and just kind of vented and talked and shared ideas and and both of us are still in youth ministry today. And so, and we still, um, you know, we talk or text on the phone um, weekly, if not daily. And so I think it's important to have a network of people that are there with you all ages. You know, I mean, all the people that I talk to are not, you know, that my age, uh, a lot of younger guys and girls that are uh, ladies that are in that. And so uh, just to, to network with and, and to talk with. And so I think it's really important to, to know that, to not to do it alone. Um, but to know you've got people there that, that want to be, um, a support for you. So I think that's important in that work. Yeah. Another thing I think for me was, was when, when you're in a church, our size, um, and you know, youth group, our size, our youth group is, is for our church size, pretty good, um, size. We have about 150 that come on a regular basis, somewhere around there. And, and so I can't do 150 kids by myself. And so I knew that if I was going to, do that, I was going to have to multiply myself. And, and, and so that was really just, um, I, I inherited a team that was really good. And, um, and most of them are still with me after 13 years. Nice. And, um, even the ones that left just left because they felt God called them to another area of ministry in the church. And so, um, so, uh, we've just trained them. And mm. uh, when I came in, I just said, you know, that we're a team, I'm not going to make a decision without discussing it with you first. I want us to be a team. I want you to feel like you have input and that this is as important. You, one day God's going to call me away from this church and, and you know, one way or another, he's going right. to call me from this church. 
And I want the ministry to continue because of the fact that it's, they have ownership in it. So I train them, train them to build relationships. Like I said earlier, I want them to feel like it's their little youth group that they have. And they, you know, it changes yearly, sure, but but they get a group of people. And just um, I want them to know it's more than just a small group, more than just a Sunday school class, that it's that it's a, a ministry for them. And so they've all bought into it. They're great. They, they you know, if I send a a message out to them saying, Hey, we, I want to do this. They're all in. And, um, I, I'm doing a thing for our seniors, try to honor our seniors right now because school got canceled. And I, most places it's true, but Texas this last week just found out schools canceled for the rest of the year. So no graduations. So I got my senior um, group together and just said, here's what I think we ought to do. They're so excited. They're going to like, you just tell us when you want to go. We're going to drop signs that say FBC NAC is proud of this senior and we're going to put it in their yard, do all this kind of fun stuff for them. And, and they're like, let's do it. Let's grow. And so they're like taking off work to go right, drive around town with me and drop these off. And so, so they're into, into that. And then I think the last thing I want to just kind of share because um, it really impacted me in the last year is communicate with parents mm. early and often. And, um, I'd kind of gotten, uh, you know, I'm a parent of a youth and I should have known this, but about a year ago, I just kind of started seeing lack of participation from parents. And I was like, what's going on? You know, what, why are parents seem checked out? And, um, a good friend of mine on my youth team who we grew up together just said, man, I, I'm not hearing anything as a parent. And I went, ah, and so I just really started ramping up the communication with parents and, and, you know, built a website just for them and texting them and writing letters, just really up in that communication. I'm beginning to see more buy in now from parents and and really when the parents get bought in, the kids will get bought in. Yeah. And so I would say, you know, don't let that become secondary. Make sure parents know what's going on keep them communicated, give them resources, um, everything. I just try to put as much stuff, you know, they can they can sift through it but try to put as much stuff as I can in their hands to help them uh, be better effective parents and communicators. And uh, I'm seeing the dividends from that. So yeah, communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's those, those are some great points. I mean, like, yeah, I think if, if everybody just put those three things in, in place, we'd all take huge steps up in, in our ministry for sure. Um, David, thank you so much for being on today. I'm sure that people are going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to, especially in this digital world, like we're online even more. So um, what are the ways that people can get a hold of you and ask you more questions, maybe follow up on some of the stuff that you, you talked about today? Sure. Uh, you know, you find me on social media. Um, I do Instagram and I do Facebook and I do um, Twitter. And, um, uh, on Instagram and, uh, Twitter, it's my full name. Uh, my name is kind of a common name. So, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of David Reeds out there. So, uh, I, I'm David Allen Reed at David Allen Reed on both Instagram and on Twitter. And Allen's A L L E N, the right way to spell that. Uh, and Reed is R E E D. So, um, yeah, those are two ways you can connect with me. I'm on those a lot. I'm on Facebook. Um, connect with me on Facebook as well. Um, I don't have a website or anything like that. So, but, uh, um, yeah, so love to talk. I love to, one of the things that I'm getting to do more and more of as I get older is a lot of people connect and say, Hey, you, you know, 
you know, I got a question about this and I've got a lot of students now and former interns that are in ministry and they call me all the time. And I'm really finding a lot of joy in that. So just being a, just being a, a, a hopefully a, somebody that can help and make them better too. So yeah. Um, and I, I email, I have an email. It's David Reed zero four zero six at gmail.com. So that's my personal email and, um, use it for whatever. And so if they want to connect with me, ask questions, love to do it. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We'll put all these, uh, the addresses and links and everything in our show notes. So people can just kind of click on those and, and find you and ask you all the questions. So yeah. <laughs> we'll send you there. Uh, man, David, it's been a blast to talk to you um, today and thank you so much for, for being on the show. Well, Steve is an honor. Thank you. It really is. I, I don't use that word lightly, but you know, for somebody to think that I have something to offer really means a lot. So an honor and a privilege to get to talk to you to do today as well. Yeah, well, the the honor is definitely both ways, I guess, then. (laughs) Well, God bless your ministry, man. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. We are all learning so much in ministry right now, aren't we? I mean, I know some of you may be listening to this uh, way after the fact, after uh, the COVID-19 pandemic is all done and, and we're out of quarantine and life has moved on and all those sort of things. But uh, but right now in the middle of all this, I feel like we're we're learning so much and and relearning um, so many things. And I, I'm so grateful to have this conversation with David today to just kind of process a little bit of what God is teaching us in the middle of all of this uh, this situation that we are currently in. And if you have not connected with anybody, please do me a favor and, and friend us or follow us on social media. We would love to do that and and tell me what God is teaching you through this time. I would love to to hear that from you all. And and we can kind of, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? As, as scripture says. And so let's be there for each other. And if you haven't connected with other youth workers in your community and, and, and the networks and stuff that exist online, be sure to do that. I'm just going to say like, especially during this time where a lot of us are isolated physically, let's not be isolated uh, in our relationships with each other and spiritually and all that sort of thing. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor for the episode. That's G Shade Student Curriculum. You can check out their website at gshades.org. And when you order, be sure to use this, the uh, promo code STUMINPOD. That's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D to receive 5% off your order. And we are so grateful for G Shades uh, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. And we just want to encourage you guys, uh, again, follow us on social media, but also subscribe, share this with other people. And if you like what you hear, leave us a positive comment on your favorite podcast app. That that helps so much. You, you have no idea how much that helps us. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for always being here. We're going to be back with another episode pretty soon. Uh, but until then, may God bless your ministry. Music.